Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 14th of December and I'm now going to run through um, key developments for the markets last week and also our thoughts going forward. Well, I have to say um, last week's developments leave me feeling a little naive. Um, I didn't think we'd be sitting here today um, still arguing the toss about whether there's going to be a deal or no deal on Brexit. Um, I really did think Sunday was the final deadline, but I should have learnt my lesson before. And anyway, negotiations continue, and I'm not sure we are really any the wiser as to whether we're going to end up with a deal or no deal. Um, it's hard to tell whether the negotiations are being extended just to save face, just to prevent um, any one side be, um, being blamed for walking away, or whether they really are trying to find um, some compromise. Anyway, in terms of the markets, um, global equities um, did their best to, as it were, shrug off these Brexit shenanigans. Um, they were sort of pretty much um, unchanged, down a half percent or so over the week. Um, but if we look at UK assets, um, not surprisingly, um, they were rather more affected by what's going on with Brexit. Um, so starting with the pound, um, the pound um, weakened by some one and a half, two percent or so last week, uh, both against the dollar and the euro. Um, no big move, to be honest. Um, and in terms of where it's left the pound, um, the pound against the dollar is actually still sort of towards the upper end of its trading range of the last couple of years. Whereas against the euro, actually, it's towards the bottom end of the range. Um, so, sure, the pound did come under some pressure as we headed towards what seemed to be a no deal, but certainly no collapse. Um, and to be honest, we hadn't, we, we're not expecting a collapse if we do end up with a deal, a no deal. Um, we would expect the pound to come under further pressure, but um, we're not expecting a sort of big move. Um, moving on to UK equities, um, the result of the fall in the pound was that um, the UK market did um, underperform other markets last week. Uh, to the tune of around 2%. But as with the pound, um, this 2% underperformance is not that big a move in the sort of bigger context of things. Um, the UK has underperformed other markets by sort of 30% or so in the last three years. So 2% is no big deal. Also, actually, in the last couple of months, um, the UK has started to outperform. And again, this 2% underperformance only a reverse part of the outperforms we've seen in the last couple of months or so. So um, UK equities, in a way, did exactly what they expected to do. Um, they underperformed, but not massively, as um, expectations of a no-deal grew. One other area where, as it were, Brexit showed up, um, and possibly sort of the impact of Brexit is sort of more obviously visible within the UK equity market rather than at sort of the overall market level, and this was um, in the underperformance we saw last week of small and mid-cap stocks. Um, whereas the FTSE 100, the large cap index, was unchanged last week, uh, small and mid-cap stocks, the FTSE 250, actually fell 2%. And essentially what this is reflecting is the fact that domestic stocks or domestically focused UK stocks are rather more sort of vulnerable to a no deal than the sort of large cap internationally exposed stocks. And this is really for two reasons. The first is, you know, no deal will be bad news for the UK domestic economy. And as I've just said, you know, smaller mid-cap stocks have a bigger exposure to this. So it'll be hit more than large cap for that reason. 
And secondly, because sort of the likes of the FTSE 100, um, actually as much as sort of 75% of their revenues come from overseas, and if the pound falls on a no deal, which it very likely would, this means that overseas earnings will be worth rather more in sterling terms. Overseas stocks got a natural protection in that their overseas earnings will be worth more if the pound falls. And this is less relevant to the smaller mid-cap stocks, which have got less overseas earnings. For, so for both these reasons, um, smaller mid-cap stocks will tend to be hit uh, more on a no-deal than large cap. And if we do end up with a no-deal, I mean, I think sort of the moves we saw last week will be sort of um, a good guide to what will happen then. So we'll see the pound come under pressure, but it won't collapse. We'll see UK equities underperform, but not massively. And we will see small and mid-cap stocks tend to underperform large cap. So that's it, probably more than enough on Brexit, given by the sound of it, we could well be discussing Brexit again in a week's time. Anyway, it remains to be seen. Anyway, beyond Brexit, um, what are the key things which happened last week? Um, quite a lot going on in the EU, actually. Um, the EU um, finally managed to get Poland and Hungary to agree to its um, economic recovery plan. It's 750 billion euro um, fiscal stimulus plan for next year. And that is obviously quite um, important in terms of securing a decent recovery in the European economy next year. And we also had the European Central Bank um, up its quantitative easing programme. Um, its programme currently totals uh, some 1.35 trillion euros and um, it added another 500 billion to that. So um, positive news from the EU. But it has to be said, and I think I've done quite well, um, it certainly hasn't been the case for the last few months, I've managed to avoid mentioning the word COVID so far. But uh, that's going to change now. Because to be honest, um, COVID, or to be more accurate actually now, um, vaccine rollout is still the main driver of markets. And the vaccine news obviously still is very positive. There's been a few hiccups in terms of, sort of near-term rollout. But what it does look like we are looking at is the prospect of some 50% of the developed world being vaccinated by sort of middle of next year. And if you get that, that then holds out the prospect of things moving much more back to normal and the prospect of quite a strong recovery from the sort of second quarter onwards. And that is very much what the markets are holding on to, that hope. Um, because short term, at least, things are very much heading in the wrong direction of anything. Um, we've seen you know, infections continue to rise in the States. Um, they're rising quite sharply in some European countries. Uh, most notably Sweden and also in Germany now picking up. And as a result of this, we're seeing new social distancing measures start to be introduced, which is clearly, clearly going to hit the recovery short term. But as it's been the case all along this year, the markets are forward looking and very much our view remains that the markets will continue to look through uh, the weakness near term and focus on the prospects for strong recovery next year. Which is why we still remain of the view that sure, Markets may well pause for breath, could even fall back a bit from uh, following their strong run recently. But basically, um, any setback should be fairly small. And we're looking at the prospect of further equity gains over the coming year. Anyway, that's our views for the moment. Um, hopefully, we will have a decision on Brexit uh, by next Monday. But I'm not holding my, or not counting my chickens on it. Um, and 
that's all for now and thank you for listening please note that this podcast is for information purposes only the views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down how an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future and there may also be tax implications should you require advice please speak to a qualified financial advisor